You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. back to another star-studded episode of For Your Distraction. Welcome everyone who's watching us live on Facebook Live on the For Your Distraction page and to everyone who's listening wherever you get your podcast info later. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. Joining me as always, Adam. How we doing, Adam? I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, Dude, you sound I'm, letting all right. you, I'm letting you kind of take the lead on this one i'm very low energy i'm I, oh I'm no coming, i'm coming again i'm coming to the end of the semester i'm tired so adam talks about school we need to get the soundboard back we need to you know yeah you know well, you can get some money you know you can venmo me and then you know we can maybe get a soundboard for it and it'll be all great and good that's okay no okay so hey we christmas but, coming you know christmas, christmas for, is coming christmas gift for the podcast the holiday season is right around the corner and we haven't been here in a couple weeks we've been yeah uh, We've been doing our thing, and uh, you know, life life gets in the way. But it, life finds the, a way. I was just gonna say, <laughs> in the words of Doctor Jeff Goldblum, Doctor Ian Malcolm, life uh, finds a way. And we're here. Way. We're here. So what's new? Uh, Besides your depressing literally end nothing. of the semester, you you must provide some new stuff. I have literally nothing new going on, other than just constant all pulling all nighters sleeping four or five hours a night i don't know how i just, i don't know how so i do it. like you like you haven't even been watching anything right no, no. it's TV, all be, it's all been background stuff stuff I, I i i have tons of background shows i watch mm. star trek i'm watching scrubs right now but like it's stuff you've seen but it's teen time because i don't have yeah. to pay attention it's just background noise while i'm doing work and doing all the things that i need to do so well, then I guess I'll have to handle it, yeah. because I have still been keeping up with the premise of this podcast, yeah. and I've been consuming media in some listen, way, listen. shape, or form. You can talk shit to me all you want about I, that, I, but but like, do you want a soundboard for this podcast? Well, then if I can graduate, <laughs> I can make money, then maybe I can buy a soundboard for the podcast, get a better camera so we don't look like shit all the time. So I, uh, I did a thing. It's the first time I've thing. It's fascinating. I did Tell me more. It's the first time I've done this thing since before COVID. Really? Yes. I went to the movie theaters. What'd you see? Bold. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, how was it? I thought it was great. I loved it. I feel like it was everything that the new Star Wars movies were trying to be. But uh, did it satisfy your? I've been waiting for a Ghostbusters three uh, kind of tick for that you've had for a while. It definitely did. Um, it, it did a better job than like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Like I, we shit on that movie a lot because I, I had been so I had been waiting and waiting and waiting for a new Raiders movie, a new Indiana Jones film, and finally after decades they gave us that crap. Um, I guess you could kind of say Star Wars, but we get a new Star Wars every every few years now. But originally, yeah. from Return of the Jedi to Phantom Menace, that was the big gap, I think. And then, well, anyway, I was very excited to go see this movie. To me, I felt like it was a love letter to the fans. Was it? Yes. And I'm a fan. That's good. I'm glad. It was a whole bunch of nostalgia in your face. The the first return to uh, feature from like an old series that they're bringing back to life has to be that nostalgia. That's what the Force Awakens kind of was. We mentioned Star Wars. Right. The Force Awakens was basically a New Hope re redone, essentially for the most oh, part. Oh, it really was. And you know we all knew it, but that's okay because it was all nostalgia stuff that we the fans love to see. It's the next movie that they're gonna have to innovate on. So I'm assuming they're gonna do another one. Um, I would imagine so. Yeah, because that's I what don't everybody know. does. I feel like it's it's definitely left up in the air for another one, but 
We'll see. I, I don't want to give too many spoilers away because I want you to see it. Did we see anything from like the all female Ghostbusters? Any any kind of reference towards the, that? Not only that, I feel like they're completely redconned out of it. Like I don't think they exist in this universe whatsoever. Very good. Paul Rudd is in it. As, that's not a yes. spoiler. Yeah, yeah, we saw. And that. he's like he's like the te- the cool hip teacher guy. I mean, Paul Rudd's big time right now. He's in everything. He was recently named sexiest man of the year or some shit was like he? that in like whatever one of those big magazines are or something like that. They like he may and he made comments and he's like has anybody like seen Ryan Reynolds or something like that or some shit like that? Like <laughs> I don't know if he said that but like literally What a great, what a great response. I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I might be putting words in his mouth. Well, that's know. okay. But that's it should okay. have been his response if it, it was not. It should have been his response. Um no, he's in it and he makes the comment there's one scene and I actually feel like this scene might have been in one of the trailers. So I don't think I'm giving anything away. But uh, he's talking to the kids who are kind of the main characters of the movie in a classroom. And he makes a, con- he makes a comment that there hasn't been any uh, ghost activity in 30 years. Yeah. Referring back. I, I, that was in the uh, Referring commercial. back to the 80s when... The- and that completely like leaves out whatever ha- shit happened with the female Ghostbusters. Um, you know what? I sh- you know me, I shit on that other Ghostbusters all the time. And I think you've come around to my way of thinking about that movie. And here's the thing, individually, the act- the people involved in that, the actresses, the actors, everybody involved in it, individually I like them, but this movie just, it was not so, good. So I think I gave that movie a little more credit than I should have. You could probably go back to older podcasts here, and I'm defending it. Death. But listen, to, listen, there's a reason why. So many people were shitting on that movie because they were being sexist toward the female. There were a lot of people that were shitting on the movie because they, just because they did not want female Ghostbusters. And that's not a good reason. No. And I feel like I went too far the other way in defense of them and was saying, oh, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I have no problem with an all-female cast, with an all-black cast, with an all-Native yeah. American cast, with an all-Asian. You name it. Like, bring space aliens down. I don't care. Doesn't That doesn't bother me. Uh, reflecting on it years later, it wasn't a good story. It wasn't a good script. I didn't care for it. I'm, I'm not going to go into my reasons for why I dislike that movie, mm-hmm. like, in, deep and, in depth and stuff like that. I wouldn't say that I disliked it because it's an all-female cast. I think I disliked it because what they were trying to do, like the jokes that they were trying to write and the way they wrote it. If you want oh, to turn that I'm fan ta- on, you can turn that fan no, on. No, no, I'm taking I'm taking the... Right. It's always so hot in the studio. Man. I forgot to turn the fan on. It's so all good. It's all I, good. The heat's a little up. It's, it's cold outside. Cold outside. And, and right. I walk around my boxers flashes. and okay. everything, so I don't really right. wear too many clothes when I'm here by myself. Well, you know, so. where you can see in the camera, we're both naked from the waist down. Yeah, you so can't see us. Can't, can't see, see so it's Okay. But like, I, the way that I felt like when they wrote that original story and they wrote the jokes and stuff like that, the way that they wrote it felt like... Like they were making a point to say we're women and we're funny. That's kind of how it felt. Like they weren't writing to be funny; they were writing to prove that women could be funny. And but that, like, and, but in that kind of, it kind of came through in the writing. But like Kate McKinnon and and Leslie Jones, I love Leslie and Kristen Jones. Wiig, She's fucking hilarious. They are funny. Yeah, they, they, they are, are really, funny. They are funny. Uh, but. The movie just did, but I don't want to talk about that movie. No, we're talking we, about the good one. We're talking about the good one, but you haven't free. seen it. Spoiler. You haven't seen it. I want you to go see it. You're going to finish up the semester here. I'm going to task you with going to see it. Is that going to be my next course of cinema? <laughs> well, can we do that? Can we do that? I'm no, I'm not no. going to give that. Uh, no, I'm not going to give that, that to you for coercive. I'm just just saying, go see it soon so we if can they, talk about if it. If they put on HBO, then you can tell me to watch it. But until then. <laughs> Anyway, I, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of throwbacks. Made me cry. There's a scene. There's a couple scenes that really got me the feels. But there's one scene in particular. Made me cry in the theater. If you can do that. I'm an emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah, I'm not, That's what I know, hear, yeah. I, yeah, so I, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm a big, big teddy bear. But it made me cry. And that's what I want out of a, a film like that. Awesome. I love that universe. I love the Ghostbusters. The, the original Ghostbuster film is, is one of my top three or four favorites of all time. So I, I was really excited to get back in the theater. And I went by myself. And I, we've talked about this before on the show. And I've, I've evolved on this. I love going to the movie theater by myself. I don't. I hate it. I hate See, I love so it. Much. I don't want anybody to fucking bother. Especially if it's a movie like this. 
I want no distractions. I want to watch the movie. I want to eat my popcorn. I want to suck on my 72-ounce watered-down cherry That's Coke. That's a mistake, man. Then I, you're, you're busy. You're going to be like, oh, i got to go to the bathroom now never, in about an hour. Never. I will piss in my pants before I get up and walk out of a movie. I don't think that uh, ushers get paid enough to clean up that, so... Well, that's a whole nother. We can talk about that later too. Yeah, but. I, I've, I've done the whole movie theater thing by myself, and I don't. I'm the opposite. I do not. I'll be honest. With you, I don't really enjoy going out and doing anything by myself. Like that's kind of me. Like I seem, I probably seem like a very boring person. If anybody had like, if anybody was like following me in my own personal life with like a secret reality show kind of thing, like Truman Show, like I would seem like a very boring person because. I don't really like going out and doing anything myself because I think I get bored very easily. I got to have people to do stuff with. Like, like one of your one of your great passions that you have that you haven't been able to do for like the past, or at least do very much for like the past like year and a half to two years is toy shows. Mm-hmm. You love yourself some toy shows. I do. I miss the, them. And you're the kind of person that can go to a toy show and you can spend hours just going hours. up and down, up and down, up and down. And I've gone to toy shows with you, and they're we've gone to a few. They're yeah. enjoyable. I like it. It's very nostalgia based. You can see like some good art stuff. You can see some cool old toys you used to play mm-hmm. with your kid. It's mm-hmm. all really cool, good stuff. Oh, my nipples are getting hard talking about toy shows. Mm-hmm. I love, well, then, calm I love down it. for love a second. Okay. Calm down for all a right, second. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll um, maybe rub those a little bit so that you all can. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's bring them back in. Yeah. So. My thing is, though, like, I know me, if I went to one of those toy shows, as much as I enjoy them going with you, if I went to those by myself, I'd probably make two passes going up and down each aisle, about taking about 20 minutes, and then after I'd be like, I'm bored, I'm going to go home now. That's me. I, I, I wouldn't get any joy doing it yeah. by myself. See, I'm the opposite. The first couple times I would be going, when I first got into the hobby of, of toy collecting and going to these toy shows... I would invite you, I would invite Brandon, I would I would invite like Kristen, I would invite everybody. And we had big groups, you remember, we went yeah. to big groups before and it was like like herding cats when you're in some of those big halls with all these people. The last few times I went, I went by myself and I did some damage. I'm like, I can I can like weave in and out of people. I can skip tables that I know I don't care about. I can spend a lot Go again. I'm a I'm a go by myself, get my shit done, and get out of there kind of a guy. Yeah, that was a very good that was a very good analogy you pulled. And what's different is because you're an introvert, very much. I'm very much an extrovert, and yet we're talking about doing things. You saying you don't want to do things by yourself, and I do. Usually it's it's flipped. I I I like being home by myself, but like if I go out and do if I have to go out and do stuff, I don't want to do it alone. I, I prefer to go out and do stuff with at least not like a massive group of people, yeah. but like a couple people, you know, that'd be cool. Like take take like last night, for example, like you invited me out to a Christmas gathering. We went to the or, bar last night. An yes. organization that, you know, you and I are part of. You right. are basically kind of running it, I think, at this yeah, point. At this, t- at this point, yeah. Yeah. And like I was just kind of like there, kind of just chilling, having a few beers and stuff like that. And I was... I was tired. I was a little exhausted. I was, you were. I, like, I saw the You were wheeling around. and dealing. You were mingling with people and stuff like that. You know, getting in and out of there. I'm a social butterfly. What I'm can just kind of sitting there. I, I'll be honest with you. Part of the reason why I was so tired. So I'm waiting for my new medical marijuana card. You don't have it. It expired like in the 25th of November, and I forgot about it. And I was going to go get a new new um, cartridge, and then I looked. I was like, oh shit, I ran out. So it's it's on its way. It's it's on its way. But I was like, shit, like. Do I have enough weed to sustain me so I don't get headaches? So I had to go back to an old cartridge, the one I had beforehand, and still had a little bit left, enough in there to get me through. The problem is when you leave the cartridge sit there, the syrupy, you know, stuff for the stuff, it, it kind of gets stuck in the pipes a little bit. You got to kind of heat it up with a pen and kind of like keep sucking on a little bit, try to loosen it up. Let me tell you, when you loosen that up, once it gets loose, you get hit with tons of smoke. A fuck ton of marijuana marijuana oh. smoke shot me in the back of my throat. I didn't the notice you were I, stoned out of your mind. Oh, I I was very much like it, it hit me very hard. And and the problem is because I'm tired. When I get stoned and I get tired, I just want to go lay down and go to bed. That's all I want to do. And it didn't start affecting me till like we kind of got to the bar. But like I got shot in the back of my throat with tons of marijuana smoke, and I was like, oh, that's gonna hit me real hard. And it did. So it, okay, well no, it's it's fine. Like I, we had a good time; it was great. But it just—it's it's like you said. I actually am a social person, and I'm very much extroverted. But when I go to the movie theater, you can't talk to anybody anyway. 
You're just like kids, younger kids. That that's a that's a common first date. Yeah. Hey, let's go see a movie. It's a terrible idea for a date because you can't talk unless you pair it with like going out to dinner yeah. before or after. That's different. But just going to the movies, and I did it tons of times on dates when I was 16 years old, taking a girl to the movies. What? You can't even chat. You can't even talk at the movies. Dumb. So I've come to the – I go to the movies. I want to sit there by my damn self. I want to watch the movie. It's it's a perfect date for me. I'll be honest with you. First of all, I think it's great be to going with other people, not to chat during the movie, but so that when you're walking out of the movie theater, you could be like, "Holy shit! Like, what about this scene? What about that?" Like, if oh you would have gone with great. me, then we could be talking about the fucking movie right now. It's yeah, I, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, right, right now. Right, but then yeah. we would have talked about it afterwards, and then we'd just be rehashing an old conversation that we had in our private life. We do that so. tons of times on this Shut show. Shut up! Don't lift up the curtain, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, the. Movie dates are perfect dates for me. Like me, I I don't know about you. I hate small talk. Like you know that about me. I any date's I'm, a perfect date for Adam. <laughs> thanks, Scott. You appreciate that one. That, that's that's a good one. You that's walked a good right burn. into it. It's yeah. a good burn. I, right I appreciate it. it. So you don't like small talk? That's I, fair. I no. Well, like the problem is I can't do small talk. Like I'm. I it it always feels awkward to me. And that's all first dates are is like kind of small talk and shit and stuff like that. Or like flirting is all small talk and shit. And I just have a hard time doing it. So. Mm. Well, I like real ladies. I like real deep conversations. Mm. If you want a deep, deep, deep conversation, so you get to that that weird part of <laughs> Tinder. That's where Adam resides, right there. You mean the boyfriend material part the of Tinder? Boyfriend material. <laughs> so I watched Ghostbusters. I want you to see it. I want our viewers and our listeners to see it. I'll see it because we want to discuss it. I will probably see Spider-Man before I see Ghostbusters. That's the next thing I was going to bring up. Uh, Now that I've popped my cherry and gotten back to the movie theater, I think I'm going to go to the theater and watch Spider-Man. I'm definitely going to go. That's probably going to be the first movie I see back in the theater. I'm very excited for that. There's just so much buzz about this movie. There's been more buzz about this movie than any movie I could think of in recent memory. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's bringing back... Things that people love when they were young, like people like us, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Doc Ogg, Green Goblin, all that stuff. They're bringing them back while at the same time including the shit that everybody else loves now. And it's like a me- it's like a mesh of generations that are going to be just kind of pushed together. And it's just just magic is all it is. It is magic is the term. Let's hope they can pull it off. Uh, I have faith. Oh, they will. I they, have faith in Kevin Feige. He's not let us down. They can't. Here's the thing. They can't. They know they can't fuck it up. It's the. It's one. It's one of the movies on the list of the MCU where they know for a fact they have to knock it out of the ballpark because there is so much hype and so much expectation. You can fuck up a movie. You can fuck up like one of like the beginning Avengers movies or like one of the early movies for like a superhero or something like like Thor 1 was okay Thor 2 sucked you could fuck up those ones but like Spider-Man when you're doing like this multiverse and Spider-Man's going to be meeting other Spider-Man that we know and love from before they they can't fuck it up they know do you think a factor in this would be so i trust the Marvel Cinematic Universe they have not let us down. I trust Disney even because they have the funds to throw money at the right people to make shit happen. Yeah. But you got to remember, this is Spider-Man. Sony still has its thumb in the pie on yeah. this one. So are they just going to say, hey, Disney, you go ahead and take it from here. We're just going to we're going to put our name on the credits. Yeah, I think that's all we're going to collect. A at nice this point, that's all check. they want to do, because I think Sony understands that if they tried to do Spider-Man on their own without Disney, people would not love it. It would not be like the thing that they want, because Kevin Feige, we talk about him a lot of times when we talk about the MCU. You can't not talk about Kevin Feige if you're not going to talk about yeah. the MCU. He's like the mastermind behind everything. He's pulling he's the all the strings. Master. Yeah, he's Ooh. he's he's like, "Are right, we going to do this story this time? We're going to you know go down this road. We're going to do this this and the other everything." Like he's putting it all together. It, I keep saying it. It's the one thing that DC movies are missing. They're missing a mastermind behind things that one person kind of who knows the source material a little bit and kind of putting everything together in like a good storytelling aspect. Like it's one thing they're missing. Yeah, that's that's true. I don't know. I just. Not that Sony did a bad job with, like, the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. They didn't even do a bad job with uh, the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's. They were okay. I only watched the first one of those ones. They weren't bad. None of them were great. 
Well, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 2. Spider-Man 2 was great. That was awesome. That's the reason why everybody's loving the fact that Doc Ock's coming yeah, back. Because Spider- he was the best. <sighs> Look, I love Green Goblin. I love from Spider-Man 1. I love... Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe so much. He was great. I love him in everything he does. But... Doc Ock. Alfred Molina did such a nice oh job. Oh, my God. Because it was, it was like... The, it was like... I think it was a lot of people's first time coming across a villain that was like, we love him from the beginning. Like he was almost like the father figure to the hero, but he's now a villain and he's charming and he's nice. And yeah. I mean, before that, before the, before the Sony Spider-Man, you had, what did you have? Like you had the old eighties Superman with Christopher Reeves. Yes. You had the, the Tim Burton Batman. Batman. Then well, you had yeah, the eighties, nineties Batman. You had the X-Men were out by then, right? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. I'm, I'm going to see which came well, first. I, I mean, think it was X-Men. But there but... wasn't this aura of the superhero movies. No. At the time, the superhero movie, the movie based off of a comic book, we'll say kind of was niche and like, didn't have the pull that it has today. So the original X Men was two thousand. The first Spider Man with Tobey Maguire was two thousand two. Yeah. So so X Men was before Spider Man, and they were good. X two X two was so good. X two was great. X two was X Men one was good though. That was X Men one was good. Two Spider Man and X Men. The second one were my favorite in those. Both Spider Man Two was the best in that trilogy, and I'd say X Men Two. I was remember my being in the movie theater when I was a kid and sitting there. I don't remember what I was watching. Maybe it was the first X Men or something like that. I don't know. But I remember sitting there and like the first like ad for the first trailer for it was a teaser trailer for Spider Man. They were showing it, and they you, you didn't even see Spider Man. It was the one where like the dudes were like on a helicopter, and they're like criminals get trying to get away and stuff like that, and some shit happens. And their helicopter gets stuck, and it's in between the two towers, and it's the web with their helicopter stuck in the two towers, and it's like Spider Man coming. It's like oh shit, Spider Man. Like the Twin Towers? The Twin Towers, not the Two Towers. This is not Lord of the Rings. It's the Lord of the Rings? Uh, Sorry. It's not Isengard. Saruman! It's not Isengard. Or anything. It's, no, it's no. Uh, yeah, so very excited about the new Spider-Man. Would love to go see that. And you know what else? I did a, I'm doing another thing. Keep doing things. Yeah, this you is love, the episode you where love we, things. we're doing things. And this is a series... That you've been wanting me to watch for some time, and I just Ooh. never pulled the trigger. Ooh. I started watching the Netflix series Daredevil. Dude, finally. It's good. Fucking, I, it's good. I the, told you. The only reason I'm doing it is because, allegedly, we'll see. They're doing it. He, they're, they're redoing it, but the same actor who plays Daredevil in the series is supposed to make a cameo in the new Spider-Man movie, playing the same character. And after that, they're going to continue the series. Not on Netflix, God knows. But it's going to be on either Disney Plus or Hulu at this point. But Which, which is really cool. I'd love that series. Daredevil great. was amazing. That yeah. was an amazing show. Definitely not for kids. And that's kind, no. of, that's kind of the reason why I really liked it. Because up until that point, most of the MCU movies were like... They were, they were, you know, the adults liked them, but they were still recognized that a lot of their audience was kids and younger generations, so they didn't do too much violence or anything like that up to that point. And then Daredevil came along as like, oh shit, this is, this is adults MCU. That's what this is. This is, mm-hmm. even though they can't, they can't actually say that they're MCU and they can't directly reference anything like name wise or anything like that. They can just make like slight little references. Can they now? Well, they're not making them now. So. No, but the new one, like... I imagine that if, if they go in the future and they do another season of Daredevil or they do a Daredevil movie or something like that with this character, then yeah, I'm sure they w- will hmm. reference it. But like, they then they couldn't. Like when they talked about um, Avengers One and Loki's attack on New York, they just called it like the the attack on New York or like the event or some shit like that. The they incident. Like, the incident. Yeah, they just reference it lightly and stuff like that. So. Hmm. Yeah, but it's a really good show. I really like it so far. So I'm going to keep watching it. Have, have you, you said you didn't watch the third and final season on Yeah, Netflix. I didn't watch season three. I just watched season one and two, and then I kind of stopped after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost done with season one. I'm going to start on season two right away. So I kind of stopped whenever they started to suck. Like, Iron Fist came out, and that sucked. And I then heard Defenders Iron Fist come, came out, and, like, Defenders sucked. But I only liked it because of Daredevil was in it, and I like Jessica Jones too. And Luke Cage was all right; he was all right. You know, the, Iron the, Fist was the, just the, terrible. Oh yeah, he was 
fucking horrible. It was a terrible fucking show they did. Yeah. I feel like what they wanted to do with Iron Fist, they pulled off in the new Shang-Chi movie. So I haven't seen that. Oh, you gotta see that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen, see that. any of that nonsense. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched anything new. Nothing new at all. It's unfortunate. Well, your semester's ending, so... Yeah, I can't wait for that fucking shit. <laughs> so we'll get down. So let's see, what else have I been watching? Um, besides Daredevil, I started watching a show on Amazon Prime Video called The Wheel of Time. It's a fantasy. It's based off of a really popular fantasy novel. I've heard series. mixed reviews about that show. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre. I'm not familiar with this universe at all, but they really hyped up this show, and I I've been in a mood for something fantasy. I'm really looking forward to the next season of Witcher, which is coming out soon. I can't wait for that. So that's going to be amazing. Yeah. So until that, I was like, Dude, how something. great is Henry Cavill? We talk about we've talked about it before. Henry Cavill is like kind of like the best person. He's like, he's very good looking, and you when you first look at him, you think like, oh, he must be a douchebag in real life. He's that, he's that kind of good looking, but then when you hear him talk, like he is like he's got himself fist deep in the nerd nerd culture, which I think is cool. Like I, he I mean, talks about he talks about like very very niche things. Like he was, he was, he was on, um, he was on one of those like celebrity talk shows, like, mm -hmm. um, like what was it? They went like British or, in Britain or something like that. What's that one? But the either Graham Norton or it's, James it's, Corden. It's or one, one of, of the, it's like a Graham Norton show or something. I don't know if it was Graham yeah. Norton, but it was one of those talk shows. It was him. He was on there with Tom Holland. Okay. And they were both on there and he was talking, they were talking about hyping up the new Witcher season and stuff like that. And he like knows probably all the backstory. On The Witcher, because he's read all the books, he's played all the games, stuff like that. But they start also talking about this uh, uh, series, the tabletop series that is also like a video game series called Warhammer. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard of it. But like one of the big things in Warhammer is a tabletop series. You can collect like the figurines, but like the figurines come in like silver or like gray, and you have to like paint them yourself. Yeah. And that and that's kind of like one of the big hobbies. And he was he was deep diving in that stuff, and everybody's like, "What the fuck are you talking about, dude?" And stuff like because nobody knew. But he's like he's so into it and everything like that, and you could see like the past is like i kind of love henry henry cavill like i kind of love this dude yeah i was reading something about him when he was filming when they were filming season two the witcher there was one scene where th they're having a fight or whatever and then he talks with somebody and he stops and he says to the director right there he's like what we should do here is put in on page 539 of the book of what yeah of the, he's like he Gareth says this line. That would be perfect to say right here. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great time to be a nerd right now because you, because you can point it like anybody who's out there who gets boyfriend and it probably happens less and less today. I think now than when we were growing up, mm -hmm. but anybody who's like today is like into nerd culture and super nerd stuff who gets like talk shit on for that stuff. Just point to Henry Cavill, but like, if it's so fucking bad, why the fuck is Superman himself? <laughs> like into it and that's a good point and and that that goes back to what we were talking about before when the original spider-man and batman and x-men were coming out we loved we loved them but back then it wasn't cool to be into comic books oh, it was not it was not cool, cool. but now it is i wish i grew up now like now I did then. like like can you imagine if we had them when we were 12? Better, we have them when we are 40. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's cool. It's cool because what universe would you think the Avengers movie would be the highest grossing film of all time? I it should be Titanic, where yeah, there's a great love story. I would have there. never, if you talked to me when I was 12 or 14 and you told me that, I'd be like, bullshit. No right. fucking way. Never. Like, like Never. Uh, talking to yourself, okay, Titanic, the highest grossing film of all time. What would you say? Of course, right? Yeah, of course. Girls loved it because of the love of the Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio love yeah. story. Guys loved it because of the action and fucking Billy Zane with a gun and the ship yeah. scene, propeller man. Like, like it, it appealed to all of us. Okay. But now I say Avengers is the highest grossing film of all time. You like... What? A superhero How? movie? What? Everybody loves it. Everybody goes and sees it. Do you think the Spider-Man movie is going to surpass it? I, I think it's a possibility. I honestly think it's a possibility because this movie... I think this movie is more hyped up than Avengers was. This movie is in, incredibly hyped up. Yeah, I think... I, I, Just I, because of what we know they're going to do. 
I think it's going to make so much money, it's stupid. I don't know if it will pass Avengers Endgame. Let me think think about this. So I could be wrong because I haven't looked it up in a while, and I know they fluctuate all the time, especially in the age of COVID when some theaters are like, oh, we're going to reshow this movie and put more, you know what I mean? Yeah. They show old movies now. But last, I I could be wrong, but I thought it was Avengers was one. Avatar was two. Avatar was one for a while until Avengers. I think Avatar was two, Titanic three, and I remember Jurassic World, again, an old great series that people love when they first bring the new one back. People go nuts. I think Jurassic World was four. This is going to pass Jurassic World. Who was, who, I can't remember, I can never remember his name. Who's big, big, big behind Titanic and Avatar? What was, what's his oh, name? James Cameron. James Cameron. So James Cameron, I, I heard somebody saying this on a podcast, and it kind of rings true. Somebody's saying, like, I will never see a James Cameron movie and not think it's going to take number one. Like, this dude has such a small, like, film range, but everything he does is amazing. Like, he did Aliens, and it was amazing. He Terminator did Titanic. 2. Terminator 2. Yeah. It was amazing. Titanic, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Avatar, it blew the fucking roof yes, off. Like, yes. you cannot bet against... Nobody can bet against James Cameron anymore for anything. And, oh, by the way, he's currently working with Disney on Avatar 2 and Avatar 3. Yeah. So, get ready, record book. Yeah, get ready. You're going to be busy. That's going to... When Avatar 2 comes out, that's going to fucking blow the roof off of it. I guarantee it. I Dude, guarantee it. Uh, that's going to be good. I'm, uh, yeah. I really like the Avatar universe. I know you love it, too. I There was a time where it was my favorite movie of all time. And it's you, still really do good. Do you remember whenever that movie first came out and people went to go see it? And people were going to see it like four or five times and stuff like that. Yeah. And then people were like killing themselves. People were committing suicide. Because they're like, I love this universe so much and I live in my life that I hate so much. I don't want to live in my life anymore. And they kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little crazy. I didn't go that hard. I mean, cosplay, but... dude. Like... But it's not the same. You can't. You're not. Jake Animal Sully. Kingdom literally has created the world of Pandora. You can cosplay <laughs> and go there. Yeah, and now, but not then. Right, fair, not fair. then. Fair. They could have just held out a few years. <laughs> Look, if you could just live in your shit for another ten or fifteen years, trust me, dude. <laughs> Listen, don't kill yourself. Yes, we have the Trump years coming up. But if you can make it through those, yeah. Disney's going to build Pandora. Is that is that is that our range for like the hardness, the, the hard times that we've gone through? Like every every generation I think has that one time where it's like, we went through this shit. Is that like our mark where it's like, look, we grew up and we were like adults during like the Trump era. And like it was kind of terrible. Some people say it's great, but other people, most of us, I think, is like it's it sucks. I mean, some people it live, fucking sucks. Some people lived through World War Two, but then we got COVID. some people lived through Vietnam. We had Trump. we lived through Trump. We had Trump, <laughs> and then right after Trump, like it overlapped a little bit, was COVID. Back to fucking back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some would say COVID is still going on now, and I think we'd agree, but yeah. some people will not. There was a time on this on this very podcast during those dark days that we would just look at each other and be like, "We are in the darkest timeline yes. right now." Like, yes, we when the when they turned on the uh, the uh, the what the fuck is it the called? Hydron Hyd- Collider. Hydron Collider. When they turned on the collider, it sucked That's us into certain. an alternate dimension, yeah. and this is what happened. They turned on the Hydron Collider, and all of a sudden, it became the Berenstain Bears instead of the Berenstain Bears, and then all Did of you a see the new one now. Just goes to, goes to hell. So the new one, the new is Mandela the tink- effect, the Tinkerbell thing. Did you see that? Oh, with the wand, and, and the- then she she there was an old thing where Tinkerbell would like hit the Disney logo I back s- back before Disney would jerk off every single time before you know they started a movie. They would just have the Disney logo come up real quick, and every now and then Tinkerbell would fly out and just kind of whoop with the magic wand it's and like and, like spark thing, the top of the tower in the Disney castle yeah. and stuff like that. But every now and then it, people believe that you know it wouldn't work and she would hit the wand and stuff like that. Like oh work you fucking bitch, and it then it would work. So I don't have any memory of either one happening. I it's entirely possible that it could have happened, but now it's like the big thing is like, do you remember whenever that would happen? A ticket would hit her one. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? It didn't happen. I saw the TikTok where somebody brought that to light, and they said, I remember as a kid, Tinkerbell making the wall over the castle and hitting her wand and it not working. And so many people were like, yeah, I remember that too. Well, it never happened. I'm th- I'm, th- I'm the biggest Disney fan. Look at my fucking shirt. Yeah, for the people Mickey who are watching. Mouse. Never happened. Never happened? Never happened. I have no memory of that, and I feel like I would. So I think those people are mistaken. But I've talked to people that were like, oh, my God. those were, I loved the Mercer Mayor. I loved Stan and Jan Berenstain. And it's been the Berenstain Bears my whole life. And I'm like, 
get the fuck out of here, you and your whore mouth. Because <laughs> that was the Berenstain bear. I know it was. People so I think our universe and another universe kind of blended. A little bit. So we've got maybe there's some like overlap and stuff like that. So there's this new, there's this other TikTok channel. I don't know, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, um, but I was listening to another podcast and they were telling about. It. I was like, are you fucking serious? I had to check it out. So it's this dude. He lives in Spain, and he made this TikTok channel. From video one up until now, the premise of this TikTok is this guy, young kid, probably in his like mm-hmm. early to mid twenties, something like that, woke up in 2027. And he's the only man alive on earth. And that's the premise of his TikTok channel where every single video, every single video he does, he's walking around the city, city, and he's by himself. He's in the streets. He's going in buildings. He's going in grocery stores. He's going in police stations. How does he make that happen? I don't fucking know. That's the thing. That's that's the fucked up part about the thing. The whole premise is, and I, you go to it and um, you can just look up the description. You'll find the name of the TikTok channel. The problem is like the captions. He's in Spain, so the captions are all in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, so it's it's hard for me to like really enjoy because I can't read the captions. But if you go there, like it's just videos of him walking in streets and walking in parking lots. You see parked cars on the road. There's no cars driving. There's no noise. There's no people around. He go like hmm, maybe nothing. Maybe he's really good at editing. I don't know. It, 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 that's and that's the leading thing that people are thinking. Like maybe he's just really good at editing things. Yeah. Out. But like he'll go to like he'll go into like a building and on the computer it'll say 2027 on it like on the date. But then he'll like go to the grocery store and he'll pick up like like just random items stuff like the expiration dates of like 2021 and stuff like that. Like they, like the dates are all fucked up and everything. And all the calendars say 2021, but they'll say like February, 2021, because that's a premise something that time stopped in February, 2021 and something happened. So like now that, so that he's, he's people are always asking him questions like, but like, how are you able to upload TikToks and stuff like that? If you're like in 2027, he's like, dude, I don't fucking know. That's his answer. He's like, I don't, I don't have any fucking idea, but I'm, I'm alone by myself. And the fucked up part is, though, people will send him requests. Like, why don't you go do this? Or why don't you go do that? Like, go, like, go, like, one of the things was, like, walk into a police station. Just walk into a police station. He's like, all right, I'll go do it. And then the video will come out in a little bit that's his, him, walking to a police station. Nobody's there. Nobody's fucking there. So, like... Yeah, it's eerie. It's eerie. It's weird. It's it's obviously bullshit. It's obviously like tricky send me editing one of his and videos. stuff like that. Send me one of his videos and we'll post it on. I'll the... send you. I'll send you the TikTok name and you can look, uh, look it up yourself and everything like that. If it's editing, I've seen the videos. He's he needs to get a job doing something because like he is amazing if he's editing it. So, so last thing while we're talking. <laughs> I, I heard some great news on Twitter today or recently in the last couple days. So news came out about Nancy Reagan. Some, sorry, what? Nancy, Nancy Reagan. You know, yeah, she I know was Nancy. The, yeah, she was the wife of former President Ronald Reagan. And as you know, Ronald Reagan, before he was president, he was an actor. Who's president in 1985? Ronald Reagan, the actor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. It came out, I guess Nancy Reagan, her maiden name was Nancy Davis. And I guess she was quite well known in the Hollywood circles. Ooh. Ooh. So she was she was a favorite of the Hollywood elite, the Hollywood executives, movie stars, celebrities. And when she would show up to a movie set, like everybody would be like, Oh, Nancy's here, guys. Nancy's here, guys. She was known as the throat goat. Oh, because she would give so much dome, and I guess oh it was my God. it was fantastic. <laughs> she was so wonderful at it. This is great news. The this is some of the best news. The goat, the throat goat. I am so excited that's about the dirtiest <laughs> thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> no, we oh said my some God. dirty thing. She was the throat. This is this is former first. This is this is war on drugs. People Nancy listening Reagan. to this are going on Pornhub. The throat goat. They're, they're doing a search because like, <laughs> what kind of videos am I going to find this with is, this? This is 
War on Drugs, Nancy Reagan. This is, I'm going to listen to my astrologer, Nancy Reagan. She was given brain like she was a, she was a neurosurgeon. There's, it was great. I'm so excited about the, this news. Nothing else we do in this podcast today is going to top this no, fucking story. Nancy oh, my Reagan, God. The throat goes. How true is this? This is true. Is it this true? Is true? It we know be. it's true. There was a book, like, I hope, I hope, I don't, <laughs> listen, Adam, I wasn't there, I wasn't alive, I didn't get brain from Nancy, but I really want this to be true, so what year, so, is, what year is this again that, that, that oh supposedly happened? This would have been 50s, maybe, when Reagan was, like, a popular actor, and he liked it so much, he put a ring on it. That's how good. That's how good her head game was. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Oh my god! Top result. So I was typing in Nancy Reagan because I want to see what she looks like in the fifties. Because I don't know what she looks like when okay. she was young. It says Nancy Reagan news, and it just kind of auto filled it. Uh-huh. Top thing according to hiphopwire.com. Oh, it's got to be real then. The name of the article is Twitter is sh- in shock learning oh, Nancy shocked. Reagan was an alleged glizzy goblin. <laughs> She was a glizzy. <laughs> oh, Nance. Oh, Nance. God bless her. God bless her. Like, this is great news. This is great news. And, and all these Republicans gave Monica Lewinsky so much shit. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, oh my God. Okay, hold on. I, I'm I so happy about like. this. I guess who she looks in the 50s now. I'm... I am so happy about this news. I know what I'm naming this podcast. This is so great. I'm very excited. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm this trying is to... the timeline I want to live on. This is it. Are things just working out for us? <laughs> you know what? She was kind of a looker. It doesn't matter what she looks like. If like... her throat game's on point, dude. That, that's... Oh for, yeah, fifties. Yeah, she was kind of a looker. Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. I could see a Brazzers video with her. She in was it. she was quite popular with with the male persuasion. Oh my god, and that is exciting. I'm very happy about that. Family values. <laughs> I had a story that I was going to tell that I've been kind of keeping in the back pocket because I was funny. I'm not going to tell. I'm going to wait till next podcast. Well, wait, what the because, hell? Because I'm, people want more. It'll be for next podcast. Trust me. I there's nothing that's going to beat the throat goat. Okay. Nothing's going to beat goat. the throat goat. Tune in next week to hear Adam's... Oh, my God. Is it a God. fellatio story? No, it's not. No? It's nothing, it's nothing okay. dirty, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll have to find some... I got, yeah, I got some... I've got some ideas for some dirty stories now that I think about it. I All got right. some ideas for next one. Nothing I know, but Ooh. I got to do some Google searches. I got some ideas for some segments, so yeah. Um, Tune in next week. Yeah, holy shit. Dude... Course of Cinema, Scott. Let's, let's get into Course it. of Cinema. How do, I, how do you follow I that? I can't. I can't. We should have led with that. I yeah, that should have... No, <laughs> it just popped in there. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Scott, explain to the people, of Course of Cinema, what our choices were for this time. All right. Woo. So we do a segment called Coercive Cinema, where we take a movie that one of us has seen that the other one hasn't. We make them watch it and then return the next week to discuss. Kind of like a book club, but about older movies that we've never seen. Yeah, we're, we don't want to read books. We want to watch books, movies. Yeah. Ain't nobody reading. I like books, but I don't want to have a book club. I want to have a movie club. That's what I want. In the words of Egon Spangler, print is dead. You say Egon Spangler? Egon Spangler. You said Egon. Rewind it. Skip back. It was Egon. That's right. what you said. I know that's not what you meant, but still. Scratch that. <laughs> Reverse it. Reverse it. Flip definitely. it. Flip it. There we go. All right, so... So what, what what are course cinemas for this week, Scott? So I gave you... A while the, ago. The wrong, while yeah, ago. it's been a few weeks, so I kind of <clears throat> go back to the memory banks. I gave you the romantic comedy, Something Borrowed. Yes. And I gave you the movie on Paramount Plus, Suburbicon. Suburbicon, yes. I believe it's your turn to go first, my friend. Is it my turn? I was kind of hoping you go first this time, but that's okay. Oh, I'll I go, go first. first. I can Just go first. because I don't know, I think I'll have a more fun conversation about something borrowed than Suburbicon, but I can go first if you no, want. No, it's okay. I'll go first. Okay. Suburbicon. Um, so this movie was directed by George Clooney, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. I, he, I think he's directed other things before. I can't think of the name them right now. But George Clooney was not in this movie at all. At all. But uh, I got really big vibes of, like, the Coen brothers. Yeah. Because George Clooney's been in several 
Joel and Ethan Cohen movies. Yeah. And I, I feel like that rubbed off on him a little bit because I got vibes of that when watching this movie. Significantly less funny. No, it's not a yeah, funny movie. It wasn't funny at all. Let me pull up the let me pull up the IMDb if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead, pull up the IMDb as a. You should have had it pulled up already, Scott. Prepare. Well, I didn't. I yeah, didn't. Prepare for your movie. Um. That iPhone's uh, running a little slow, is it? Yeah, it's your, it's it's your internet. Phone, you know, the, the, don't f- fuck my internet. My internet's fast as fuck. Don't even try it. It's your internet. Don't even all try right, it. So, at any rate, um, it it, t- it takes place in like the fifties. 60s, uh, 59, I think it was. Something like that. Um, you can definitely really... see it in like the outfits and like the, the kind of like uh, what they were wearing and shit like that and the style. Yeah, I, I I can't find it. Are you fucking kidding me? I bet you I can find it right now. Let's see here. I'm going to look it up, okay? Because I had mine pulled up. Suburbicon. Suburbicon. I found it. There it is right there. Boom. I Took found me two it. seconds okay. to find it. Right I was here. spelling it wrong. Oh, okay. I was spelling it wrong. Okay. So, yes, uh, now that I look at it, it was written by the Cohen brothers. There you go. There you <laughs> so go. So that makes perfect there sense. You go. It was written by Joel and Ethan Cohen, but it was directed by George Clooney. So that's why I got Cohen brother vibes, big time. It just wasn't as funny as some of their other stuff. Uh, Matt Damon is in it. He's the main character. Yeah. Um, and it opens up, and, and it really it revolves around this, uh, this suburban community that was like just sprawling. It was enormous. And he lives there with his family. And it was uh, Julianne Moore, I think. Yeah, Julianne Moore played, she did fantastic because she played two, two parts in this. She played his wife, who's in a wheelchair, and his wife's sister, who oddly enough lives with them. And she plays both characters because they're they're twins, they're identical twins. She did a she did a great job yeah. in this movie. Um, so anyway, the, the movie starts out with a home invasion, and you see Matt Damon, uh, his wife, his sister in law, and their young son at a table. And Matt Damon works like a very blue collar kind of job. Um, like or not no, blue he, collar, no, he, not blue collar, but like like an office kind of job, like a white collar. He's yeah, a, like, he's white, like that's a, what I meant. White collar. Kind he's of job. he's in an office. But he's like a he's like an executive, an account, yeah, account, some some stupid like that. Yeah, he's they've got money, and but his wife's in a wheelchair, and you find out later what that's all about. But the, these two obviously mobbed up guys, big beefheads, they come in and they chloroform all four of them, and it just looks like a typical home invasion. Well. What happens is the wife, the one in the wheelchair, she actually gets killed by them. But it's made to look like an accident. It's made to look like, oh, we gave her too much chlorophyll. But the young boy, before he passes out, he sees them, like, actually killing her. Yeah. Um, so I guessed it right away. I guessed what was happening. And turns out that there was a car accident that left her paralyzed. And... Their life changed drastically after she became paralyzed. As it tends to do. And and Matt Damon's kind of a shitty person, and he didn't he didn't like the life. So to spoil the movie because there's not real not should have watched su- it before you. Andy. Not not a lot of substance to it, but I, I I picked up on this. I guessed it. It wasn't too hidden. He orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, he hired these men to make it look like a robbery, but really it was to kill the wife because he's actually having an affair with her sister, and they want to be together. Because I she, mean, they're twins. It's the same. They're twins. They look exactly the same, yeah, and she can she can still walk. And he wanted <laughs> he wanted to collect the uh, insurance money, the life insurance yeah. money on her. So it was a, an insurance scheme. But the young boy, who's who's like the redeeming character of the show. He kind of gets wise to it. He he picks up little nuances and things that are different. Um, another cool thing was, uh, um, what's his name from Star Wars? Oscar Isaacs. Yeah, there he is. Oscar. I make sure I got that right. Oscar Isaacs is in it. Who I love him. He plays the insurance collector, the insurance adjuster, yeah. and he kind of has his theories about it too. So he's he a little, starts. He's a little sus. He starts showing up, and it's just 
Oh, the side, the side plot with the neighbors that are right next to him. And this, this is something, this is what I thought the movie was going to revolve around. This had nothing to do with the, with the plot at all. But they had black neighbors move in. And they were the first African-American people to, live, to move into this town. And the rest of the neighbors were insanely racist. Talking about it. And, and well, so, like, they people. wanted them to move. There was eventually a big riot and... Uh, so it, it's it's just a classic Cohen Brothers murder, you know. Yeah. It's not like it's not really like a memorable movie that's gonna like no. It's it's definitely not one of those kind of movies. It's it's it's, it's like a kind of a good watch. It's not like terrible, but like it's not definitely not like a memorable like oh this classic movie Suburbicon that you're gonna think about. There's no wow factor. There it is. There How's you go. that? Yeah, there it is. Gonna get the shirts made. The wow factor. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good watch, but it, it there was I hated the characters. I know that's the point. Yeah, everybody in it sucked except for the boy, but it, it was just one of those everybody dies at the end, which is kind of fun. Except for the boy, he lives. But like all the bad guys die. Matt Damon's character die. Julian's more characters die. Even the the cool uncle, the cool uncle who's actually not a bad dude, he comes off a little, a little rough at the beginning, but he redeems yeah. himself. He dies. Everybody dies, and that's the end. But did you but, like it? Did you enjoy it? Or would you it was say okay. it's like, yeah, okay. It was okay. That's that's kind of um, a perfect description. It's just okay. I was love I was like, "Oh, I'm getting I keep saying keep bringing this up. I was getting Coen Brothers vibes and I had no idea that they wrote the movie." So, I really love Joel and Ethan Coen. Yeah. Oh, Brother Where Art Thou is great. Big Lebowski is great. Love it. Fargo, like they the goes on and on. I yeah. love those movies. But uh <clears throat> Yeah, it was good. It was good. That's wasn't good. great. Wasn't great. No, that's that's kind of what it is. I want to know your thoughts because I know you're such a romantic comedy oh, fan. Oh, I love rom coms. You know me, Scott. I love them. You gave me something borrowed, starring Kate Hudson and John Krasinski and a bunch of other fucking white people in this movie. That's yeah. basically what it is. This, this movie might as well be called "White People and Their Problems." <laughs> that's pretty much what this movie should have been called. I don't rich. Rich white, rich yes, white people, rich and, white their people and their problems. Yes. Like, so it's basically a movie about like it starts off at like this um, woman's birthday party. She's kind of like the main character, and she's like turning thirty, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I'm turning thirty, and I'm still single, and I'm not getting married, but my best friend is engaged. This guy that I went to law school with, and we're both lawyers. But you know what? I'm in love with him because you know we had feelings for each other. But through some shenanigans, things got mixed up, and yeah, it's this whole fucking thing. And then, but I got my best mm -hmm. friend, who's John Krasinski, who's also my best friend since I was a child. But he's like a brother to me. But turns out, you find out later on in the movie, he's in love with me too, because it's a fucking love triangle thing going on. Here. Like, yep. what the fuck is going on in this goddamn movie? Everybody's in love with each other, pretty much. Is what's going on in this movie. That's pretty much everybody. Even John Krasinski has a love interest who is in love with him because they had like a one night stand or something like that and she thinks that like they're going to be in this relationship and she's so hard up for mm -hmm. something that even though you, clearly John Krasinski's not into her and it's it's fucking clear she thinks oh he's a charming hard There's to get. funny parts yeah. like when he pretends to be gay. This funny part. That was reaching. I didn't think it was funny. I that thought was it fucking, was funny. That was reaching. I was like, when he, the second he said, it turns out I'm, I'm, I think I'm gay. And I'm like, oh, they're going down this route again. They're going down this fucking route. This movie sucked. Yeah. I fucking hate this movie so oh. much. This movie, there was nothing good about this movie. Oh, see, and I thought the thing, was... I like John Krasinski, too. That's a fucked up part. But even then, him, I'm like, I like him. Like, he's the only redeemable character in this whole movie. I feel like he was. But even him, I'm just kind of like... No, it's no. He doesn't. He didn't even make the movie good. Oh, see, I like I like this movie. I I feel like there's parts that were funny, but the characters themselves were just awful people. Yeah, like like the the, the leading people. lady is played by Jennifer Goodwin. Yes, and her best friend Kate um, Kate, Kate Hudson. Hudson. She's like she's like that blonde, outgoing woman who's mm -hmm. like you know you know Jennifer Goodwin's like the. Um, very conservative, very like, you know, she doesn't like put herself out there. She doesn't party. She's like very professional. She likes to have fun, but she's not like a party girl. Kate Hudson's like the party girl. She's the one that's fucking all the guys and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everything like that. She's engaged to this other guy. Um, I don't know him from anything else. Colin Egglesfield. Never mind. I do that know, know that name, don't I? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But Dex. 
possibly. I know him from that. I think he's been in other things, but I'm sure I he has, obviously. But it, yeah. he, yeah, he plays um, the love interest the, to Kate yeah. Hudson, who's also a lawyer. He sucks. His character sucks. Yeah, he's he like needs not to great. Shit or get off the pot. He's stringing on two women the whole time. In the, but they try to justify his they try to justify his stringing along two women by his by when um Jennifer Goodwin and him are like midway in the movie and they're kind of feeling out they have feelings for each other. They've already had sex and like, "Oh my god, what's going on? We had an affair. Like, we can never talk about this again." And mm-hmm. but now they're trying to like figure out their feelings for each other and they r- randomly run into his parents in the park. Me- meanwhile, he's trying to like plan a wedding and stuff like that for right. him and Kate H- Hudson. And they try to, like, justify the reason why he's doing this in that, like, he asks his father when they're by themselves at the bar, like, hey, basically says, hey, I might be in love with this other woman. Like, like, how do you know that you love mom? Like, I I don't know if I love this woman I'm marrying. I I think I'm in love with her. And his dad's like, I I know you have these feelings and stuff like that, but... That's not what we do in our family. We stick to our guns, and you know, we yeah, you made a commi- you made a commitment to you know Kate Hudson's character, so you got to stick with it. Yeah, and you're not going to do this, and very cringy. And he kind of like uses like his mom as like a, you know your mom hasn't been doing well because she has depression and she tries to kill herself. If you do this, you know she might go over the fucking board and try to slit her wrist or some shit like that. So they try to justify his character, but it doesn't justify it at all. It does not at all. Um, John Krasinski's character, he moves to fucking England because he gets his, like, he's a writer and he gets his job or something like that. And you find out later on in the movie when she goes to visit, Jennifer Goodwin's character goes to visit him in England, find out, oh, turns out he's been in love with her all this whole fucking time. And then there's this random, like, Guido that just kind of rolls around in the fucking movie. Um, party dude who ends up with <laughs> Kate Hudson in the end. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and meanwhile, you're spending this whole fucking movie thinking, like, oh, Jennifer Goodwin and Dex, the character's name, Colin Egglesfield uh, is terrible people because they're going behind Kate Hudson's back and she has no idea what's going on. And even though it was a misunderstanding, the whole, the whole, the reason why they started dating was because they made it past like their like final like year of law school or something like that. Like this big end of the year test or some shit like that. They were both studying for Mm -hmm. and they were having dinner together or going to the bar together. And it was kind of like a date, but they didn't explicitly say it was a date. And then Kate Hudson's character kind of like barges in on them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Oh, you guys on like basically saying like oh you guys are on a date like you should take her to somewhere nicer and because they're so fucking embarrassed and they're fucking nerds and they're fucking embarrassed you know jennifer good is like oh it's not a date we're not like that and stuff like that and then that's when their relationship starts and mm-hmm. it's a whole fucking thing it's a whole fucking thing but like you find out even kate hudson's character is not good either because we find out later on that uh colin Exfield like called off the marriage and Kate Hudson's not even bent out of shape about it because she's been fucking the Guido this yeah, whole time. Yeah, she's been cheating on him too. So she, that's yes. In the store, it's like, oh well, that makes us cheating okay because she yeah. was always cheating. Like everybody and then, sucks. And then, everybody sucks. And meanwhile, while she's telling Jennifer Goodwin's character this, Colin Egglesfield is in like the back room hiding because that's, he came over to her apartment oh, to like tell her cringy, like, hey, I love cringy. you and we should be together oh. and we should give this a try. And I didn't call it off because of this reason. I called off because I love you. Yada yada yada. And then, she, like, Kate Hudson leaves the apartment. And she comes around knocking on the door, be like, uh, why is Dex's coat here? <laughs> why is Dex's coat here? Yes. Why is his coat here? And then she finds out that they've been fucking around. And all of a sudden, she's like the victim, even though she's been fucking the dude at the beach house for fucking months. She's Not pregnant. once. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. That's a surprise. Yeah. She's pregnant by the guy she's been cheating on her fiance with. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the kind of movie. So it's the kind of movie that makes single people feel bad about their lives. It's that kind of movie because you're like the people that want to be in relationships that can't get into relationships. It makes them feel bad about because they're like, oh, like, you know, that's cool. Like, you know, there's love is all and love is great and everything like that. But I don't have anything like that. It's it's like that's what rom-coms are kind of designed to do. They're kind of designed to make people that are in good relationships be, be like, oh, sweetheart. I'm like, you know, our, you know, that's our life right there. That's our life. And then single people are like, oh, I wish I had that life. It's like Valentine's Day and all this other bullshit and everything like that. It's designed to make people feel bad. Jeez, Adam. Tell us how you really feel. You had me watch the movie, Aren't Scott. you romantic? Look, I am... You know me. I am a cynical individual. You are? With really? The, with the heart of a uh, hopeless romantic. That's kind of what I am. So, this movie sucked, though. This movie was not good. It is... 
uh, based off a novel by my wife, Kristen, her f- one of her favorite authors, Emily Giffen. She wrote this book. So when it came out theaters years ago, we went and saw it because Kristen was so she loves these books. So she was so excited. I actually enjoy it. I probably enjoy it a lot more because it's Chris, one of Kristen's all time faves. Yeah, uh, you have to. I th- I I love John Krasinski. Yes, I do. I love him too. He's I, great. I, I love him. This was early in his career. I think this, it was before Office. This is before Office. Yes, yeah. they were very young. Yeah, like there was supposed to be a sequel. Uh, they started making it, but this didn't make his not enough money to yeah. warrant a sequel. So the so. weirdest part about John Krasinski's character, though, the weirdest part about him throughout the entire movie, he's like. Um, uh, what's her name? Goodwin's best friend, Jennifer Goodwin's Jennifer best, best friend. friend yeah. And she's constantly telling him about like, like the relationship that she's having with Dex and how it's all fucked up. And I, we're trying to figure things out, but he won't commit to me. He won't call off the wedding. And he got to the entire movie. He's telling her, he's like pushing her into this relationship. He's like pushing her. Like, if you like him, be with him. If you like him, tell him, if you like him, tell him to shit or get off. The I, pot. Think he, I think he hates Darcy, which was, Kate Hudson's yeah, character. They don't They're friends. They're friends, but, friends, but it, stand it's her. like a hostile relationship. Yeah, like they talk, they kind of make fun of each other all the time, but they still like hang out and yeah, shit. So. Like, and I guess the second book, which I've never read, that was supposed to be made into a movie. Yes, something so blue. Something blue, yeah. The main characters are Darcy and Ethan. And while she's pregnant and her life is falling apart, she's not with the, uh, the Guido guy anymore. And, and, Jennifer Goodwin and Dex, they're going to get together. So she goes to England because that's where Ethan is, John Krasinski's character. Yeah. And they end up getting together, which they hate each other in the yeah. first movie. But but it just feels like if he's in love with Jennifer Goodwin's character, like why is he pushing her like away? If anything, he should be like, look, you don't want to get mixed up into this. He's going to get married. Like mm-hmm. you had your shot. Like, you know, move on from there. That's what any normal person would do if you're in love with, with that person. You're not going to shove and be like, get a shit or get off the pot. Tell him to get off the fucking pot and, you know, call off the marriage so he can be with you. If makes he no was sense. truly, If he was truly in love with Rachel the whole time, like he says, then why the fuck didn't he say something sooner? Oh, that's, that's, nah, I, I understand why he wouldn't say something sooner because you've been friends with somebody since you were kids. Like, it's, that's a tough, that's a tough thing just to blurt out like that, you know? I did it. That's a that's the thing you say when you're when you're desperate and you realize there's nothing there either like this is your like last chance to do something about it. But like I don't know. It rom com, it sucked. I didn't like it. I kind of started making fun of it halfway through and then I it, you could you know I don't like it when I kept hitting the button and be like how much time is left in this fucking movie? How much time is left in this movie? And the second the credits were, I was like, thank God. Oh, you didn't stay for the after credits. No, I didn't fucking say it. There was an after. They did after credits before the MCU? <laughs> what? They did after credits. They were the original after credits it's, people? And, and it, it was supposed to spawn the second movie. It was John Krasinski's character on the streets in London. And he's just like talking to some people. And you hear, Ethan, Ethan, and a pregnant Kate Hudson wheeling two bags of luggage down the street and he like runs the opposite way and she's chasing him yelling his name and then oh god oh god that's yeah. fucking hilarious fucking hilarious, yeah. fucking hilarious I'm sorry you hated they it they didn't but... even have a token black guy that's how white this movie was it's a very white movie yes yeah. very white um alright it's time to pick next uh next recordings Course, we're gonna try to do next week. Right? We're gonna try to do next week. Like I said, this is my last semester after this semester, or my last week in the semester. So mm. after this week, I'll have a lot more flexible time. Where if we need to not do it on Saturday, we can do it right. a different day. We have the holidays coming up yeah. in the next couple weekends, so we might be adjusting our recording schedule. So stay tuned. Uh, watch our Facebook page, and we'll we'll keep you posted yeah. there. <clears throat> All right. So what are you gonna give me, Scott? I'm gonna give you. This is an easy watch. It's a short film. It's a short film. It's only like 40 minutes long. It's a, is that a short film? It's, that's what it's categorized as. So it's a film. It's technically a film, Scott. All right. But it's on HBO Max, and I'm going to give you the short film comedy Tour de Pharmacy. Tour de Pharmacy. Tour de Pharmacy. Okay. Um, it's star, very star-studded cast. You're going to know like everybody in there. And I found it genuinely humorous, and I want to see what you think about it. Okay, so I had a hard time picking this for you. Before we started uh, recording tonight, I have a list of titles of movies. You and your list. I have a big, long list, 
and I was going through the list, and like everything on this list isn't on any streaming service anymore. So yeah, they they really they, like to switch them off all the they time. They do. They bring them, they take them away. So I just got to keep watching. So I went through like three or four before I found one. I'm gonna make you watch the movie Sideways, and it's on um, Showtime. Showtime, right? It's on Showtime. The movie Sideways. Uh, yeah. So sideways. So that so sideways wanna... on Showtime. You don't want to give too much away. I get it. Um, sideways on Showtime and Tour de Pharmacy uh, uh, on uh, HBO Max. So if you guys want to get a hold of Four Distraction, you can email us for Distraction at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Search for Distraction at Podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you can. Just about wherever you listen to a podcast, oh, yeah. you can probably find us. Um, for distraction, search there. Like us, share us with your friends, subscribe to us. The only way we can grow is if you guys tell other fucking people about us, and they can listen to us, and then we grow ourselves, and then we give you more fun shit. Uh, we are doing video podcasts now. We've been doing it all summer now, and I don't even remember when we started doing this, but um, we you can find the video podcast on our Facebook. We stream live pretty much every time we record, but I also will upload the video to YouTube. Um, you can't search for a distraction on YouTube right now. You can just search the episode name. Um, hold on a second. <laughs> share that in a second. Okay, I'll hold share, on I'll a second. Sh- we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so search the episode name on YouTube and then you could find our channel and you could subscribe to us there and you could see our lovely faces. You see Scott's Mickey Mouse, the racist Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Racist? Yeah, yeah that's that Steamboat Willie time Mickey. That's when he was like really racist. This and did, is Santa oh, Mickey. Oh, I can show you some Steamboat Willie uh, uh, cartoons and he did a lot of questionable things to a lot of people of different races. There's a, there's a history of racism in Disney movies. There's a history of it. Like, I'm not even talking about Song of the South. I'm talking about other stuff like Peter Pan and the Native Americans. That was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see our lovely faces, you can tune into us there. As you heard at the beginning of the show, we are still a member of the Electronic Media Collective. So you can head over to electronicmediacollective.com and you can listen to us there or you can listen to a bunch of other really great shows there. Some mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good stuff, Scott. So I came across the meme. Yeah, you just showed it to me, and I read it off. Read it. I, off. I shared it to the Ford Distraction page too, but it showed this future futuristic city with like high speed rail and beautiful, prestigious buildings, and it said, "It said if Nancy had played with Ronnie's butthole while she was going down on him, this is the world we'd have today." 